Hello and welcome. We are Tools in the Shed, powered by Cars Guide, uh, ready to rip into car stuff that's caught our eye this week. I'm James, and with me are Mal, who's counting the days until a certain rear-wheel drive sports car is finally uncovered, as well as Richard, who's been investigating Ford Australia's latest contender. And we'll check in with the world's most erratic entrepreneurial nerd with a bad case of tunnel vision in this week's Muskwatch. So stay with us. But to kick us off, Mal, uh, it's rear-wheel drive. It's got everybody waiting with bated breath. It's fast. It's a Toyota. Yep. It's the Supra. Yeah. Hmm. And we still haven't seen it. We won't see it till Detroit in mid-January. Uh, and we've driven it in prototype, guys, in September. Uh, but last week, Tom White had the opportunity to see it in Australia once again as a development mule. It's over here for uh, final evaluation. And sorry to stop you, Mal, but um, regular listeners and viewers will know that Tom is a member of our team. Yes. Um, they may have listened to him on the podcast previously, so he, yeah, it's who Tom White is. I was assuming that Tom White's famous, and it goes without saying. You were indeed. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, you decide. So uh, Tom sat down with uh, Chief Engineer Tetsuya Tata and the Supra in Victoria last week. Um Still didn't get to see it properly. But anyway, we've got a fair idea what it looks like. And early signs are good. It's uh, it's a lot smaller than you might think. Great proportions. Uh, and I think it's going to look a lot better than a Z4. I've often thought that, you know, um, in terms of proportions, you look at a car in images, and if it looks bigger in the images than it actually is in reality, mm. I think there's something about the car's proportions that are working well. And that's, you know? that's okay. especially true for Supra because we've been watching this Come so slowly over mm. the years and years and years and years, and it's looked giant. Yeah, um, even the concept know, looked huge. Yeah, the F- FT1 or whatever yeah. it was. What's What's the recent, length, do we know? Recently, we had the chance to drive that Aston Martin uh, DB11 AMR, mm-hmm. and in images, it, the, just the nose, that long nose, and whatever, it looks like a substantial car. You get next to it, and it's small. It's, it's sort really of more compact. Toyota 86 yeah, size. Absolutely. Right? Oh, the Supra. The yeah. wheelbase is actually shorter than the 86. Yeah, it's right. Two seater. Yeah. I think it's longer than an 86. Yeah. Than an 86 yeah. The wheelbase is shorter. Uh, probably yeah. lengthen the nose. Certainly not the rear overhang. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, the news from this week or last week is that uh, Tetsuya Tata told Tom, ta 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 ta, that uh, there is still a chance we'll see a manual in the Supra. Yeah. And, Good. And yep. uh, it all comes down to whether we want it enough, which means it's going to happen. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and he's, he actually admitted that he's driven a pre production prototype, which. Tom. No, Tardis. Bloody hell, that'd be an exclusive. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, anyway, I mean, <laughs> I mean the, the fact is, if it's going to be um, unveiled at the Detroit show, which is only a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. if they're going to have a manual, they've already got it. In fact, they've had it for a couple of yeah. years. So mm-hmm. he's letting a cat out of the bag, but they yeah. can't just whistle up uh, yeah. a manual out of yeah. thin air. The bag's gone. The cat's up. out. Cat's out. They're it's not going to have it straight up. I think they'll yeah. keep it as something to sort of reinvigorate interest. Sure. Maybe okay. a couple of yeah. years into its production schedule. Yeah, yeah. But um, it is particularly interesting, I think, because you can't get a manual Z4, which uh, has just launched in Europe with all of the underpinnings of the Supra. Mm. So, beauty. Which is strange because European drivers, enthusiast drivers, you would have thought there'd be enough of them uh, to, you know, yeah. make a manual worthwhile. Yeah. And you still see plenty of manual five series is parked beside the street in Germany. Which yeah, I mean, there were. Totally foreign to us. I doubt there are now, but, I mean, earlier generations, there were <laughs> manual seven series. 
Yeah. Um, uh, oh. And you, you used to be able to buy manual S-Class Mercs as well. I mean, mm. they, those days are long gone. But uh, yeah. Do we know what the ratio between uh, BMW versions and Toyota versions will be? Production? I'm yeah. not sure. Good question. I'm yeah. not sure. I dare say it's going to it's going to skew heavily in favour of the BMW, given it's going to go all over the world, and yep. that yep. little convertible will be pretty popular in America. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's a twelve to one like eighty six to BRZ. Yes. Uh, the convertible. I mean, I'm thinking Florida, Miami, yeah. probably LA <laughs> for sure. Might be a bit of Dallas Bondi. in there. Double yeah. Bay. Yeah, locally. Yeah, mm. locally. Anyway, so the other thing we learnt uh, is that so it's not getting a local suspension tune, but they say that Australia's conditions are key to succeeding with a properly global tune. Mm. Okay. In that, you know. We demand great dynamics, but also we have pretty rough roads. Yeah, at sure, times. sure. So go us once again. Yep. But I suppose to use eighty six as a proxy for it, because Tata, of course, was the father of eighty six, and he's yep. now overseen the development of the Supra. The suspension tune for the eighty six, no matter the the lower base car or the upper one, the suspension tune was pretty much the same. So fantastic. Um, it'll yeah. be it'll be the same for Supra, I presume. Yep. There might be different uh, kind of grade levels, mm. but the suspension will remain the same. And I have every confidence that it'll do a great job. Mm. If eighty six is anything to go by, I agree. Yep. Yep. Uh, the other thing Tom uh, reminded me this morning is that uh, Tatsu Tata admitted that he'd driven the Z four back to back with the Supra. Um, but and Tom asked which uh, which was better, and Tata apparently then had a, a lengthy conversation with his uh, translator before the translator just said no, no, and they all laughed, <laughs> knowing that the the pretense of all of that. Well, that's I mean that's going to no be surprise. an interesting question, isn't it? I mean we can't really decide that now. But what are your feelings, Mal and James, about the BMW version and the Toyota version? Well, there'll be a fundamental difference in that you know the convertible mm. Z4. Versus a coupe mm. super would you know that's that's not apples Rigidity. with apples yep. Um, yep. in some ways yep yeah based on uh, the positioning of the super as the big brother to eighty six I yeah. expect the super to be more lively yeah uh, and you know the convertible's got to appeal to a broader audience so anyway but that's just theoretically yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll soon find something out to look forward to they're both something to look forward to very exciting yeah yeah and you know the fact that Z four is natively a convertible. It's a fair indication we're going to see super convertible too. Yeah, Absolutely. that could be interesting too. The, the door jams all appear to be the same, so all the hard points seem to be the same. So right, yeah, should be pretty simple. And that'd so. be a first, wouldn't it? No previous super convertible. I uh, don't think from the factory. No, no. no. All right. Well, that's cool. another one. Mm. Mm. Cool. All right. Now, speaking of factories and car production and exciting, those three things go together, and they add up to our sponsor. <gasps> Life's a journey. And for over a century, Winton's been helping Australians enjoy the ride. Behind the wheel of a Winton, you're comfortably in control of the most efficient, enjoyable and brilliantly engineered car in the world. In fact, from class-leading luxury and performance cars to light trucks, heavy haulers and agricultural equipment, all supported by our no-haggle, lifetime warranty and industry-leading service, Winton covers all the bases. Winton. Australian with a world of difference. Righto, now it's uh, it's time to let another cat out of the bag because viewers on YouTube will be looking at an image right now that um, is at the <coughs> centre of a collaboration between our very own Richard Berry and Frosty. 
chops yep. from Winton. Yep. <laughs> uh, fill us in, Richard. What's the backstory? Oh, look. Uh, if you're at home, you can you can probably see uh, see what's up on your screen. If you if you're listening in your car or you're lying in bed and you just uh, just just got your eyes shut, uh, what it is? It's a, a can of energy drink. Uh, now this is this miss. is a it's a, a parental uh, brand. Oh yes. On the maternal side. That's right. It's a, it's kind of a mother. <laughs> it's you know it's. It, <laughs> It's kind of it's a, a mother. It's a variant of mother. That's it. yeah? It's a variant of mother uh, called Frosty Berry. And that was yeah. a, a link up between <laughs> myself and, um, and my family and the Winton Motor Company and, oh. and Frosty. Um, look, uh, I, I, you sent me a photo of it because you found it on a shelf in a supermarket. Yeah. And we, that had been recalled like a Once year ago. ago. It was in prime spot too, right at Island. Yeah, that yeah. should not be. You normally pay extra that, for that location. Well, it should, it'd be worth something because it shouldn't be on the shelves because it's dangerous. All right. Um, it tastes terrible. Uh, is the berry too cold? No. Look, what we found, we had to recall it for for certain reasons. Uh, well, primary constituent is castrol R. Just it was just the way it tasted. <laughs> not da- it wasn't when you say viscosity dangerous. was out of whack. Was yeah, it, yeah. it wasn't five W fifty. It's not going to hurt you, but it just tasted terrible. Anyway, we had one hundred and fifty thousand pallets of it uh, sitting at um, Essendon Airport uh, in one of. I think Mick Doohan's hangar. Um, it was in a Hercules, wasn't it? Well, it was that's former, right. former military We were Hercules. going to take it to Iraq, actually, yeah. uh, but Iraq didn't want it. Because it's uh, flammable. It's highly yeah. flammable. That's right. We sold it to Burma, uh, or Myanmar, as uh, as it's now called. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they, they use it as kitchen cleaner. Aung San Suu Kyi, I think, was used in the advertising campaign. That's right. Yeah. She cracked one open. She said, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the mother of the nation. Is it and the solo man of Frosty Berry? It is. It, ah. is, it is, it is, it is. Cool. All so right. that's where it is. I'm surprised you so found it. So it's fallen apart. We'll talk more about uh, what's in store for 2019 mm. towards the end of the show, so stay tuned. But now, Richard, <clears> yes. you've got the mic. Hang on to it because we're talking about Ford's latest offering. They're, they're kind of uh, continuing launch program. What's on the cards here? Yeah, look, Ford are rolling out the models. Uh, you know, it might That's be... song along those the, lines. It certainly is. It might be the closing days Bells. of 2018, but Ford has just launched two new models. Uh, they launched a Focus, the new generation Focus, uh, which attended. And on the same launch, we also met the new Ford Endura. Uh, Ford won't say it. Uh, they won't say it's a replacement for the Territory, but it's the same height. It's... It's a bit wider and it's the same length. Um, it's 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 a pretty good replacement as well from from having driven it. Uh, towing capacity is two thousand kilos, which is a bit le- less than the, I think the two thousand three hundred, two thousand seven hundred that I think went up to for territory or two thousand five hundred. Um, yeah, look, it's only available as a diesel. Now, now so given that given those proportions and given the gap in their lineup that the territory create that the you know disappearance of territory created was the question asked in terms of were you thinking about calling it territory and and what was this called in other markets it's the yeah. edge isn't it's it? called the edge yeah. in in europe and yeah. it's called the edge in the united states yeah. uh they were prevented from calling it the edge in australia for i think naming legal reasons is another... i do believe toyota has that name that's, yes, that's yeah. right uh and it's not a new car uh, I mean, it's new to us. Uh, we've never seen it before in this country, but it's been out in the United States. I think uh, this is the, th- the third generation of it, and it's been out for f- four years or something like and that. And this one has just had its mid-cycle phase. That's it. right. So uh, we're getting it halfway through. That's it. So 2018, uh, <laughs> we, we saw the update of this car um, uh, at a motor show overseas, uh, and we've got it. We've got the 2019 sort of revamped look. So just to, just to harp on, what, it, they changed it from Edge to Endura. Mm. Any thoughts of calling it Territory? 
I remember going to a uh, a meeting with Ford about 12 months ago, um, and we asked the question, and it was they were pretty like decisive. It was just no, no. I think okay. they there are other manufacturers who have applied uh, traditional yeah. name Holden. to yeah. Holden and Commodore, yeah. Uh, mm. But Ford have taken a different approach, and they've just gone that territory was an era. We're right moving on. to the next era, and mm. it's all about Ford have got a global strategy, yeah. one Ford strategy. Um, I'm sure they would have loved to have caught it the edge as well, uh, but they can't with Endura. I actually think Endura is a better name than The Edge. Um, it, doesn't The Edge play? He's a good guitarist. He's a very good guitarist. Yep. I think mm. The Edge is a cinema in the Blue Mountains. <laughs> anyway. Is that one of those adult cinemas? I was just going to say an ice cream as well, but that was, <laughs> that was Wedge, Chalk Wedge. Adult cinemas? No. <laughs> good. So, sorry, Richard. Anyway, we got to the point where it's roughly the same proportions as the Territory. Yep. Um, what are you talking kind of powertrain-wise? What's, what's Yeah, you can only on get there? it as a turbo diesel at the moment. It's a two-litre, four-cylinder, two 140 kilowatts, 400 newton metres. Is that um, Ranger and Everest-related, that engine, or, or uh, it's a different kind of engine? Look, it's a it's an EcoBoost. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the... Uh, Genealogy of it is. Uh, I'd say it'd be related to the twin turbo, but, it would have but it's only to be. a single turbo. In the That's right, Endura, isn't it? That's it. Yeah. Uh, look, it feels it feels grunty enough. There were moments where uh, you know your, your your left lane was ending, and you were trying to get ahead of a semi trailer, and with only two people in the car, um, it did feel like it needed a bit more grunt. Uh, but you do play that death race game quite a lot. I love you it. You love that last I love minute the death left race lane and I leave it way semi too late. Semi-trailer interface. Yeah. He's the yeah. star of many dash cam films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm also the same. You're constantly if reliving Jewel, basically. Totally. <laughs> if a roller door's closing as well, I'm the person, whether I want to go in or out, that tries to roll underneath you're, it. You're either MacGyver yeah. style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Can I say, I do believe there's an elephant in the room. We yet to discuss the key thing that Endura doesn't, that Territory did do. A spa bath. A spa bath? Yeah. No. Uh, Territory didn't do that either. <laughs> Not to my knowledge. Not the latter versions. Uh, are we talking seats? We're talking yeah. seats. The Endura is a five-seater. Mm-hmm. Uh, Territory, you know, you could get that as a seven-seater. Uh, this is a massive issue. Uh, all its competitors have seven-seat options. Um, the, you've got the Arcadia. It's quite, it's bigger than the Endura, admittedly. But then you've got Santa Fe, which is, you know, which is smaller. Um, and it's got, it's got seven seats as well. Mazda CX-8, about 100 millimetres bigger. That's got seven seats. Um, the only seven seater in Ford's range is the is the Everest, Everest um, yeah. and that's a big off roader. And there's plenty of smaller options with seven seats these yeah. days too. All space, yeah, Volkswagen, Tig One, yeah. Pathfinder for Yonks, that's Outlander, right. that's right. You know, Kodiak, God, X Trail. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, it's an issue. We asked Ford about this again, and what they, they say this week. Their their answer was perfect. Yeah. They're selling accessory beach chairs, <laughs> so you can buy two. And it becomes that's right. seven seats. That's right. Not that they right. saw the seatbelt. It just goes around to a lap sash. Yeah. No, look, good they, response. They said, and look, it was a good response, and I know it's PR, um, but they said, look, not everybody wants seven seats, and it gives you more room <laughs> in the cargo space. Not and, everybody, but most large SUV buyers. You know, but yeah. look, you that's know. That's a silk purse out of a sow's ear if you've heard one. It might be. It might be. Um, uh, yeah. But I think the, the underlying truth is that only China makes a seven seat edge. Yeah. And Europe makes a five-seat edge. Yes. And we took the European one. That's right. I'm yeah. kind of glad we didn't get the Chinese product. So, Mel, what is the vehicle that is sold in China as territory? It's an SUV, isn't it? Edge. Yeah. Oh, it's Edge? It's Edge, All oh, right, yeah. so that's it's a seven... Same, uh, I think it's the same shape. It might okay. be slightly longer at the rear, right. but 
uh, yeah, Europe wants a five-seater, US wants a five-seater, China wanted a seven-seater. Uh, and we don't yes. count enough. I'm not sure Australia that the Chinese one count. was actually available to us. But, yeah, right. uh, can, can I just point out, yes. probably, uh, it's the interior is quite a nice interior. Uh, I wasn't, when you can look at my Acadia uh, review, I wasn't totally impressed with Acadia's quality of materials. Uh, the Endurers is, is, is a step above that. And it has a rotary-style gear shifter, a la Jaguar Land Rover. Um, a community-based charitable organisation <laughs> that's ready to put up, you know, <laughs> equipment at the local high Not school. Not rotary. Like, like, oh, right. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that would be good. Imagine that would be good. Gears, well, they make the, a good the, sausage The logo sandwich. is perfect, you know. It's just a little gear or... Yeah. No, it's just a little, and what it does, it's a little, little, just like Jaguar Land Rover, it's a little rotary dial with, you know, PRD. Does it emerge from... No, it doesn't pop up. It's uh, already up. It's the Ford version. It stays up the whole time. I like it up the whole time because, um, just thinking about those words, um, it's with the Jaguar Land Rover product, that's going to get stuck at some point, isn't it? Sure. And also it's frustrating when you're trying to do All things that move eventually stop moving. You're trying to do a three-point turn with those things, and it has that lovely, graceful kind of raising thing. You go, come on, come on, come on. I need to make it a lot faster than it can. This stays up the whole time. Okay. It's, yeah, moving along. That's good. So, in and moving along, we are going to move along to our blowing a gasket segment because Mal, it's under pressure. You know, the the head's about to blow off the engine. High compression. uh, Yeah. So Mal, low torque settings on the head bolts. What's grinding your gears? What's making you blow a gasket? Well, I thought this was going to be the biggest humdinger of a a gasket blow Mm -hmm. ever. Yep. But I was wrong. Okay. well, not entirely wrong, but I was mostly wrong. Anyway, so if you've seen the trailer for the new Bumblebee movie, the new Transformers movie, mm-hmm. you may feel like, now based on the footage in the trailer, it may look to you, and it did to me, like the Bumblebee as a car was made from a later Beetle than Bumblebee the robot. Righto. So when Bumblebee's trucking around yep. wherever, yep. nowhere land, California, yep. or whatever the scene is in the film, yep. it's a late Beetle. Later Beetle. Not a new Beetle, not a water-cooled one, but yep. the ones with the upright headlights. So, right. later on. Anyway, however, I was wrong. Yeah. It is because Bumblebee is based on a 1967 US market Beetle, yep. which had the upright exposed seal beam headlights <laughs> before <laughs> anything else that got updated. This is champagne nerdiness. This is the most male I've ever seen you, Mal. <laughs> I promise the, an actual beetle head would probably do a lot worse. Uh-huh. But, um, so it still gets the... I liked Ringo. The, yeah. You liked Ringo? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm more a John guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm a John. What about Pearl George? Yeah. No, he's the quiet one. Anyway. You know what they say about the quiet ones? Mm. Mm. They're quiet. Good bloke. Not much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I was wrong. So anyway. what was it? What was it that caused you to think that the one in uh, that's the driving around was different to the one that becomes the? It's the bot. angles they show in the trailer. Ah, okay. And when he's a robot, you can't see the bumper. Yep. Um, and anyway, a few other details. So let us know if anyone out there, a beetle head, as yeah. uh, Mal describes you, had picked the same thing and come up with the same answer. And if I'm still wrong, let me know too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now mm. speaking of being wrong, uh, cars that we've been driving this week, which of course <gasps> has nothing to do with being wrong. Um, Mal, kick us off. You've been behind a powerhouse little two-door. Yep. I've been driving the M2 Competition. That yeah, being the BMW. nice. nice that car. being the slightly sharpened version of the M2, which I've always been quite a fan of. Yep. 
Uh, but it's two or three years on since the M2 first arrived. This one's got the extra turbo of the M3 and M4. It's got the beautiful serpent-like carbon fibre underbonnet uh, brace. Yep. Uh, sharpened suspension. It's got, you know, fr- play-free ball joints, for example, and a few other little things. Um, but I must say, it feels sharper. It feels more exciting. But I think it could do with a weight loss program. Really? Yeah. And where where does that manifest itself? Where do you feel as though it's feeling heavy? It just feels a bit bulky. Because it's quick. It I is mean, the car is quick. fast in a straight line. Very quick and very capable on the limit. Um, but compared to similarly sized hot hatches, it feels a lot uh, heavier. Yeah, fine. Um, it, it's, it's almost um, a, a handicap that a lot of BMW M cars have yeah. been coming up against. They've, uh, they've got heavier and bigger, and that's inevitable yep. as you move through time with safety and all that stuff yep. playing its part. Yep. But they're just not as involving, not quite as engaging. But as... the M4 is only 50 kilos heavier because uh-huh. it gets the carbon roof yeah, and a bit more aluminium, yeah. uh, et cetera. And look, ultimately, that 2 Series Coupe is a bit older mm-hmm. and probably has more normal steel in it than most. Yep. Um, it's still an outstanding car, but it could do with losing But getting the two turbos, kilos. I mean, that's, that's a pretty nice package. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, two's generally better than one. <laughs> and uh, plenty of poke. Yep. Um, but... Now, all right, and Richard, you've been in another German uh, performance-type vehicle. What's going on there? E53. Right, Mercedes-AMG E53. Coupe. Coupe, yep, in uh, a beautiful burgundy red. Uh, It has, it's a weapon. So all-wheel drive, the new straight-six. That's right, straight-six, three-litre straight-six with a turbo and the EQ boost, uh, uh, electric trickery, not trickery, but it's their mild hybrid. Mild hybrid, they're calling it. It's not an electric motor, so more of a starter. <coughs> two turbos or, or one? Uh, I think it's got one and then a compressor turbo, which is run by the EQ boost okay. system. Okay. Um, all up produces, uh, I think it's, what is it? It's about 100 and, oh goodness, I've got it here. Um, all up, you're looking at around about 400 kilowatts yep. with the um, power that the EQB system adds to it as well. Really? It's outrageous. That's epic for a, not yeah, a quite a full AMG, but still a lot an of power. AMG. Absolutely, because it's not a 63, you know, mm. in terms of their twin-turbo V8s or their bi-turbo V8s. Um, it's sort of a rung below this, but my goodness, it is quick. Language, Richard. Um, <laughs> It is, it is. Goodness gracious. My goodness. Golly. Oh, we can bleep um, that out. Yeah. <laughs> Got that, Marsden? It's it's super quick, and the sound is... Ah. Oh, it is. Straight sixy? Yeah, it's straight sixy, but right. it's it's so high-pitched. It's Were you just so speaking with a Kiwi accent? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as, as usual, jumps. it's Pushing totally jumps. sixy. <laughs> yeah. It's very... It's it's loud. It, like, it... It crack like you know. There's wow. crackle and pops, you know, Volkswagen, you know, Golf R style, and then there's this, which sounds like you're driving through a neighbourhood where people are shooting at you. I mean, wow. I live from a straight six. Yeah. Wow. Now I live similar, close to those neighbourhoods where people do shoot at you, but this wasn't. This isn't live fire. <laughs> you're the one doing the shooting. That's normally me. Um, so you're on the wrong side of the tracks. I'm actually on the tracks. <laughs> like we, our house is so close to the station that. When I wake up in the morning, I can actually the doors open up and I see Marsden, the, our producer, on the on the platform. I was visualising a house train, yeah. like one of yeah. those barges. Oh, I love a house. Train. Right, well, I mean, I'm a hobo. That, that <laughs> to re- to round that out, I've yep. had the opportunity to do a, a quick steer of a Mercedes oh. AMG G63. 
which ah. is the G-Class dialed up to the maximum mm. in now second-generation form. So it does have the 4-litre twin-turbo V8. Mm. It's 430 kilowatts. It's 850 newton metres. Wow. Um, it's that bread box style, but so many things have been improved. The mm. steering used to be terrible, like a lagging mouse. It's gone from recirculating ball to rack and pinion. Mm. Uh, it's now got variable ratio, electric assistance rather than pure hydraulic. That's way, way better. The suspension used to be dead ordinary. They've now put a proper independent front end, double wishbones on the front, multi-link but a live um, fixed axle at the yeah. back. It rides way better. It's, it's an all-new car. It's an all-new yeah. car. It's, yeah. it's, Richard knows it well because he was launched absolutely. Think, the week before. But yeah. talk about yeah. noise. I mean, there are the side pipes. Yeah. No one yeah. does side pipes, and but they do. Yes. And who sets a colleague? A colleague was exactly so twin pipes either side of the car coming out. I stood next to it. It just spits kind of exhaust yeah. stuff on you. You've got to watch leg. it. Yeah. It's in a leg. cold morning. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's fabulous fun. So yeah. so fun. I mean to make um, its its CD figure is 0.55. Now, <laughs> I I googled it and a brick is generally about yeah. two. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So it's so it's yeah. it's not bad. It's not as bad brick. as a brick, but that's a, that's it's a, pretty. It's, uh, it's a bluff squared up thing. Mm. It can go zero to hundred, four point five seconds. And it's like now, is it true Brick's that its top speed is not limited by its grunt? It's actually by it's wind still resistance. electronically. Re- look, it's electronically limited to two twenty. Yep. If you get a performance pack, yep. you can go up to two forty. Yep. So it will actually push, push. enough air away. <laughs> To go 240 kilometres an hour. But however, unlike every other AMG that's limited to 250. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but it, look, it's just hilarious. Yeah. It's so much fun. It's got a new <laughs> nine-speed dual clutch, and it's got a, um, a multiple change function so that if you hold onto the paddle yeah. as you're slowing down, it it'll just continually yeah. uh, change down gears, which is mm. great fun. Mm. Imagine the pressure on that flat glass windscreen at yeah. 240 yeah. k yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. So that's been heaps of fun. And uh, that rolls us straight into another heaps of fun, which is Musquatch. All right, so the big news in Elon World, which is a theme park coming Elon soon. World. <laughs> Elon yeah. World. Elon yeah. World is... Look Would at- it open? <laughs> yeah, good yeah. point. Yeah, good point. Yeah, there'd be a queue to get in. Uh, yeah. def- the brochure would be impressive. It would be very impressive. The um, Boring Company, Sorry. one of Elon's other um, exploits, along with SpaceX and Tesla, has opened up a demo run of a tunnel uh, to demonstrate how his new technology for reinventing the train mm. um, will actually play out. So what's happened is he's built a one, just under one kilometre long section of tunnel that's big enough to hold a Model X with expanding kind of horizontal track wheels so that you ride it up onto this kind of guideway that's two concrete um, kind of, not rails, but what amounts to rails, and the guide wheels at the front keep the car on track which to me immediately said it was exactly the same as the Oban bus system that yeah. um, uh, was installed in Adelaide. So that mm. technology is not new. Yeah. But the car will go reasonably fast. Um, he reckons ultimately be going up to, you know, 150 kilometres an hour or so. This was going about 80 kilometres an hour. And it was a media call, so there were lots of people having a passenger ride along this little test loop. It was bouncy as all get out, but all they said was, look, it's really uncomfortable. <laughs> they said, and Elon's response was, no, we'll smooth that out. You know, it'll be, it'll be smooth as glass, etc. So, yeah, teething problems. 
But um, C- CNBC claims that it cost $10 million, which sounds like a lowball figure to me, to set up this um, test run. One kilometre of tunnel. One kilometre of tunnel. Long tunnel. And it came out of, they allege, Elon's own pocket. So it wasn't a boring company thing. It was just we've got to get something going so yep. that people buy into this whole technology. But to me, it's only big enough to hold one car. Yep. I'm thinking breakdowns. I'm yep. thinking you're just transferring choked roads, say, from L.A., Yeah. To an underground yeah. tunnel. You know, yeah. if you get enough cars in there, yeah, maybe it's measured. I just see a lot of issues in terms of so working out So the idea that details. you can drive your Model X onto the rails? Yeah. yeah so yeah. You, what, what I understand oh. is, I've been following this, um, it's, 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 it's really interesting, but it's got obvious flaws. So you, you, you drive your Model X to, a, to a, like a station, you go down in a lift, your car hooks up to the track. And then it takes you on the track. Oh. Um, so it's like a private train. Now, the problem with that is, as there have been a few European presidents who have written to um, Elon and said, look, we our train systems carry this many passengers per day. For your system to work here, we would require a car every two seconds. Precisely. Like, we already do this with subway systems. Yes. Mm. Not with car systems. Yeah. Um, and each of those cars would have its own motor. and That's it. Oh, know, exactly. That's, it. exactly. That's it. I, I think it's fraught with the possibilities of disaster. You know, that oh, yeah. all it takes is one car to have a malfunction. You know what? And this, is, this is just as out there and the equivalent of amphibious cars, if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, sure. You know, sure. Car driving on water. Car we have boats. driving on trains. Yeah, we have boats to do that. We have... Yeah. I mean, it's almost as crazy as wanting to go and live on Mars. Oh, hold on. <laughs> uh, Actually, so, I think living on Mars is less crazy than so, building roads underneath the Earth. Any, any submarines right. in this tunnel? No, not so far. No okay. kids caught okay. either. So the other thing, the other news this week is that um, a firmware update has happened for mm. Tesla cars. And the latest little Easter egg is three different modes on your central screen. One is romance mode. Oh, what? Which is a roaring fire with Marvin Gaye soundtrack in the background. So oh, you, can, you can have that on your screen. Oh. Next is pole, <laughs> pole Position, which is a, oh, like a, doesn't do that. <laughs> an Atari-style 8-bit game yeah. with a Tesla on Mars. And you actually can only play it when you're stationary, quite obviously, but you play it with the car's wheel. So yeah, there's this right. 8-bit game. That sounds cool. My son would love that. And there's an emissions testing mode, so-called, which is actually multiple fart sounds. So <laughs> you, a with, a, with, like the with the wheel I, click I like or it. the yeah. indicator turn, you can you can make those noises. So I thought that's kind of funny. That's that's really funny. Um, now, what are we at to? Tesla's stock dipped about eleven percent. It dipped about eleven percent over the last week. I'm not exactly sure why, but you can you can see it. It comes right off a cliff. Um, and the Bloomberg Model Three production tracker. We're at four one nine four. That's down one hundred and twelve on last week, and that's now the seventeenth week. Uh, in a row under five thousand, but as we said last week, maybe four thousand or thereabouts is enough. Yeah. You know that that's yeah. kind of critical mass in terms of the production. But um, we'll maybe, see what happens in the new year. If the target wasn't seven thousand, they wouldn't be at four thousand. If you made it four thousand, precisely, they'd be at 2, 000, it's the, the dog jumping this high and being able to jump that's that it. high. Yeah, mm. I, I suppose. I suppose so. But um, we'll see what transpires. I think the bold prediction from early in the year of six thousand a week by the end of the year. It's easy to call. Mm. Not going to get there. So we next sit down on January four, I believe. Yep, we'll know the truth. We'll then. see. We'll see what happens. Mm. So look, with that, 
I think we have reached the finish line. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. And thank you, Mel. Thank you, James. And thanks and to Richard. our producer, Marsden. If confusion was a crime, he'd get life without parole. And thank you for listening. Please get in touch and make this a two-way conversation. To have your say, good or bad, search for Cars God on Facebook and Instagram and use the tag at CG Podcast or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. Um, we've had a decent number of ratings on iTunes now, and we're still at 4.5 stars. I don't know what's up with that. You know, we're at 4.5 out of 5. What? I mean, that's great, but I'm surprised. How many people I have rated we'll and, and reviews. Okay, so Milkman on iTunes has said, FFS. Can oh, you all talk? Fantastic can you all talk success. at a similar volume? Oh, because oh. Um, surely in 2018, there's some program that can level the de- deafening highs and whispering lows out. But he still gave oh. us thumbs up and four stars. Oh, thanks. So that's very nice. <laughs> but then the fat man says, "Love, on, love." He, look, he he loves. His name, or yeah, is he calling the, him fat? The fat man is he is, is the his guy name, from Jake and the Fat Man. His iTunes handle is cool. The Fat Man Says. Oh. And look, he loves Muskwatch, but thinks the Winton joke, so-called, has gone on far too long. Oh. Four stars, five if Frosty wasn't in the picture. Oh, jeez. Okay, Frosty. look, all we can say is thanks for the feedback, big fella, and uh, stay tuned for a fresh approach in 2019. Yeah. We're going to send it straight back to the It's wrapped around Frosty Berry. That's possibly bringing all that, things look, to a Frosty close. Look, Frosty Berry could just end it all for me. Like, after that, I don't think it's the relationship salvageable. We'll see. Yeah. Look. This is the last Tools in the Shed podcast for 2018, and we'll be back and fresh uh, with shiny faces, in my case, shiny head, uh, in early January. And until then, stay safe over the holiday period, and remember, never drive faster than your guardian angel can fly. See you next year.